NRL Fantasy Time, round four teams are upon us. Chris Kennedy in the home studio with Don Brock dialing in to discuss all the ins and outs. And ins and outs, there are a plenty. Don Brock, how are you going? Uh, yeah, pretty good. I'm, uh, I've been hit hard, like a lot of us have, by one of these outs that we'll get to shortly. But um, pretty good score on the weekend. Uh, four more trades I can make this week, which is always a plus. So, yeah, a bit of planning to do now. Trades are coming in handy. I um, will get to it later, but I foolishly bought Gahamut Shibasaki last week and then found out on Sunday he'd been dropped. So wasted a trade on a duck egg and then wasted another trade this week getting him back out. Such is the life and times of a fantasy coach. Let's have a look at some NRL team lists uh, right now. Um, like I said, plenty of ins and outs through the round. Um, it all starts off on Thursday night when the Broncos host the Roosters. Um, not one of the games heavily affected by changes. We've had... Um, was it Tony Staggs suspended and Alex Glenn out with a leg cut, but nothing um, particularly fantasy relevant unless you, of course, own Tony Staggs? Yeah, that's true. There have been some rumours about uh, Jake Turpin possibly sitting out this yep. game. He um, didn't train on Tuesday. They've got Corey Pates in the reserves who could come in and play hooker uh, potentially, but we'll know more about that by, uh, by game day. Uh, on Thursday night, so one to watch if you've got Turpin in your team, I suppose. Otherwise, Payne Haas, I think, uh, is your captain this week if you've got him. was the best captain option last week of the obvious ones. So, um, what did he get, 85 points? Yeah, 80 This year, averaging 70. Yeah, 80 minutes, just incredible. So, um, I hope you have Haas. Otherwise, the usual suspects, Carrigan did well again. Got 60-odd, I think. Um, Jamil Hapawadi wasn't quite as um, promising as uh, I hoped he was when I was talking about on last week's pod, but still got 30 points, got a decent price rise. Get yeah. A few more in the next few weeks. He was one of my purchases last week, and the 30 was a bit disappointing, but it was, I think it was 50 points scored and then 20 points lost. So if he can yeah. cut out the errors and the missed tackles this week, you'd expect they're not going to get spanked like last week uh, every round. So um, hopefully he's back up to a score north of 40 and, and back to making some cash. Uh, they take on the Roosters, who potentially could bring in um, Mitchell Orbison and or Siwa Taukiaho, who are both named in the reserves, but otherwise unchanged. I think Victor Radley has a judiciary date he needs to clear. Um, he does tonight, Tuesday night. Play. It is, so if by the time you listen to this, you may know one way or the other. Um, James Tedesco, the fantasy superstar. I was really hoping for a, uh, a few more quieter weeks mm -hmm. to get him at a discount, but um, that's all out the window. Yeah, same. Um, I usually own Tedesco at the start of the season just because he can finish. Um, he got 94, I think, on the weekend. Uh, he can do that on any given round. Um, a lot of us haven't afforded him at the start of this year because the salary cap was pretty tight. But, um, yeah, he's going to be a bit more expensive than, than I wanted uh, when I do uh, get him in, hopefully, a few weeks. Um, otherwise, yeah, Jack Friend got a lot of points, 73. Angus Crichton, 64. It was a pretty high-scoring round in general as well. We'll get to, um, uh, yeah, so I think, I mean, obviously there's a lot of Orbison owners who have him in the centres and we'll be hoping he comes back into the team. I'm guessing he will somewhere, but um, yeah. I guess we'll, we'll know more by Friday. I mean, it won't be, he doesn't, he's not needed in the back line with all their options at the moment. It'll be in the forwards. It's whether he starts and bumps Crichton to the bench or if he comes back exactly. via the bench. 
Um, before I'm, we're still at the top of the podcast, is it worth noting that the the extra potentially you know ball in mm. play time of the new six again rule seems to obviously there was a ninety minute draw that had some highly elevated scores, but even across the board the scores seem to be up a bit. Yeah, some really high scores. Starting with that first game, there were a lot of eels who cashed in on that big win over um, Brisbane. But yeah, the more ball in play just means kind of more of everything, more tackles, more run meters. Um, more stuff. I'm not sure if more stuff. I'm not sure if tackle breaks went up, um, but everything else seems to have gone up quite a bit. So run meters were crazy um, across the board. I um... yeah, a, a lot of individual individual players who had 200 plus meters. Mm. There were 19, um, 200s, and three 300s. Yeah, crazy. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see if that is the new trend, like from here on out, or if yeah. it'll slow down a bit in the next few weeks. Um, yeah, and, and a lot of fantasy-relevant players, especially when at large, you know, scored tries over the weekend. Yeah. So some big, uh, some big movers. Plenty of fantasy-relevant talking points in the early Friday game. Um, Panthers, who are one of the two teams involved in that 90-minute draw and had some monster scores. Um, actually, both of their wingers ran for 300-plus metres. They were, along with Tedesco, they were the three players that ran for 300-plus metres last week. So, monster uh, run metre figures there. Um, no real team changes. Liam Martin replaces Billy Burns on the interchange. Could potentially have implications, though, for two of the fantasy superstars of last round. Um, Isaiah Yo, who's just having an absolute whirlwind start to the season he's never averaged um even looked like averaging 50 across the season he's averaging was it 70 or something so far so um crazy yeah. numbers for his AO. and then kurt capewell who um his owners from last year will remember um can occasionally produce a game with more than one or two missed tackles in it um had a fantastic score and he's the only real um second rower playing big minutes who's available at center in fantasy um, pending what happens with orbison obviously so um, a lot of appeal there yeah, he's a funny one, Capewell. Did, was it 12 missed tackles he had in the game once? I think it was 12. A couple of years yeah. back. Yeah. But it was like Just 22 in two weeks or something. It was nuts. Yeah, yeah. He may have been in my team when that happened as well. But um, oh, sure despite that, yeah, despite that, he does. Uh, I, I'm really positive on him this year as a, um, as a keeper center. The Panthers have just bought him. Um, he's gone straight into the starting team when, when fit. Um, if he plays 80 all year, um, traditionally he averages 40 points in the back row, even including those shocking you know, um, defensive efforts or efforts with a lot of missed tackles at least. Um, he got 75 on the weekend, got a try, a lot of tackles. He won't do that every week, but if he gets 40, 45, maybe 50, then he'll be up there among the uh, very best centers in fantasy. So I like him as a buy, still fairly cheap for what he can give you. Um, and then there's a bunch more players in this team. Coruscant has obviously been killing it. Most of your teams already. Must have, uh, yeah. 85, uh, yeah, 85 on the weekend. Um, Stephen Crichton looks pretty good as a mm. fairly cheap dual position outside back. Um, got 46 last week without a try. So He did keep three goals, he, which won't keep happening once Nathan Cleary comes no, back. But it was 40 he'll do that again goals, which is still nice. This week, yeah, exactly. So yeah. if you can get regular... 40s or even 30s with the odd try try thrown in there, then uh, he should be a handy cash cow in the Senate. So a lot to like in that team. Jerome Luai still doing okay, 32. Mm. We're assuming he holds his spot when Cleary comes back and Burton drops out. I think so. I think Burton's probably more the Cleary replacement and Luai's more the Cleary complement 
um, that, you know, the live wire 5.8 who can run off Cleary. I know Luai's named at seven and Burton at six. Um, but uh, yeah, Burton took all the kick meters. You'd think he's probably the more logical replacement for, for Cleary, but um, I guess if he goes well and Luai doesn't, it, it might be a, a consideration for the coach. But um, yeah, I dare say Luai's still safe for the moment. Yeah, it probably would have helped. Burton's prospects if he nailed one of those field goal attempts last week in West Virginia. Five. Yeah. Got very close. Um, they take on the Warriors, who had a, uh, a super morale-boosting win uh, at Gosford against the Dragons uh, last weekend. Some fantastic price rises from the likes of Elias at Katoa. Um, was originally named on the bench into the starting side after Burr was ruled out. And... Um, Jermaine Tonoa Brown, both of them scored tries, um, really good scores there. Um, fantasy wise, they're probably the only two really um, important ones. I am still sitting on Wade Egan, who got 40 in um, his minutes, went up with the injury to Pedahiku yep. and Carl Lott going to center. Probably looking at 40 again this week with the four forward bench, you would think. So he's potentially a hold for now. But um, yeah, Katara and Tonoa Brown, the two real fantasy prospects there. Absolutely. Do we think it's too late for those guys if you haven't got them already? Um, I've got Katoa. I probably won't get to Noah Brown at this point. Yeah. His scoring won't be that high when he doesn't get tries. So. No, he's very um, consistently got sort of 38, 39 minutes, whether starting or on the bench. Um, and yeah. he's probably going to be a rock-solid 34, 35 scorer when he doesn't get the try most yeah. weeks. Um, I only bought him last week, but I think last week was probably about the last week to get him. Um, Katoa I started with but the um, the rate at which he's scoring he's probably got a fair bit more to make if he um, you know, like you said won't get a try every week but he can probably pretty easily average high 40s yeah I mean I could I wouldn't be surprised if Katoa is scoring 50 points a game if not all season then by the end of the season so he could be a you know cut price borderline keeper I suppose it's this year's um, Britain Nakora except he's not available at centre yeah what a pity <laughs> Massively. Um, the late Friday game, the storm up against the Rabbitohs. Big Nelson, Asper Solomon are taken a one-week suspension. Uh, Christian Welch starts. Uh, Riley Jack's in on the interchange. Um, Fantasy-wise, I mean, Cameron Smith's still keeping on, not in anywhere near as many teams as he uh, would have been once upon a time. Um, it's probably the only real fantasy prospect in that side. Um Cameron Munster had a really good game, 74, um, really involved. One of those games where he seems to bust every tackle. Um, when he when he runs it, uh, Pappenhausen as well got 50-yard, I think. Um, looked pretty sharp. So I think those two are probably keepers as well. Um, a lot of Pappenhausen owners, obviously, this season. I think he's doing fine, even if he's not hitting the heights of last year. The tries are bound to come at, at some point. Um, but, yeah, I think that's one of those teams that, have a big three and then the rest are, are not really as fantasy relevant. Um, yeah, good points. Uh, Rabbitohs, uh, a bit disappointing last week against the Roosters. No real changes to their team. Mago replaces Tom Ramone on the bench. Um, Cameron Murray had his first really good score of the year, uh, scoring a try. Uh, Braden Burns bounced back. He was very disappointing fantasy-wise the first two weeks. Had a long line break and some good involvement. Um, Latrell Mitchell losing a lot of cash, but um, could potentially be one to watch when he bottoms out. Yeah, Damien Cook, I think, had another good score, high 70s and still lost lost money. Um, yeah, I think Liam Knight's the other one. A lot of people have him in their team and 
he's really not produced any scores this week. So if you haven't sold him already, I think he's one to sell with a lot of good buyers out there at the moment. Um, so yeah, Sue is still a hold. I think sell night, maybe keep an eye on Mitchell if he ever starts banging out the big scores. Yep. Um, I think night's probably a pretty urgent sell. The um, Eels take on the Sea Eagles at Bankwest Stadium. Um, only two Saturday games this round with the uh, the Monday games. That one's at 5.30. Eels are unchanged, unsurprisingly, after a, um, a heavy win over the Broncos. Um, a few good scores. Probably not too many guys are in a lot of teams. I've got Mitch Moses as many do. He a um, little bit underwhelming. I think he got a, an upgrade mm. in the, um, the post-game sweep to 48, which is reasonable but it didn't seem that flash by the uh, round three standards yeah he still had half a dozen missed tackles even though the eels had a big win didn't quite get the attacking stats you'd want in a lopsided win he's the kind of player who can he can have pretty quiet games even last year when he was really good for most of the season he had a couple of quiet scores in at the end of the year uh, moses so when they when they cash in you kind of want him to get 60 70 80 points, um, which he did against the Titans around too, but he didn't really against Brisbane. So hopefully he can get a pretty good score against the Eels. It's not an easy get against the Sea Eagles, sorry. He's not an easy game for Parramatta necessarily, this one, but they're in good form. Um, the others, I think Madison's probably a keeper. The others who scored well on the weekend, Gutherson, maybe a bit of a one-off. I'm not going to get sucked into um, uh, buying him based on that score, although it's been good in the past. Yeah, I bought Gutherson some price drops last year at some point, I think, and just yeah. never really recovered his score. So yeah. it's probably in the never again pile for myself. <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, so fingers crossed that Moses um, comes good again. If he, if he gets another mid 40 score, will there be people after next week looking at swapping him straight to Cleary, perhaps? Nathan Cleary was on fire the first two rounds and his price is going up. I'm sure there'll be people considering it. It looks very sideways to me. Mitch Moses is a guy who, um, and they're both guys who can score massive if they um, have a, a field day in terms of um, their team doing a lot of attacking, but both crack um, goal shooters, both strong running games that can net them some tries and some line breaks. I'm not sure I'd be trading one to the other unless there was a um, an injury layoff pending for either of them. Uh, they take on the Sea Eagles, who also had a big win, also are unchanged. Um, Tommy Travoy, which was the headline from that one, was it two tries, three try assists, just absolutely tore the yep. Bulldogs apart. Uh, seven two and, and a half tries. <laughs> <laughs> Went okay, Tommy Turbo. Um, Martin Tapao was like, he scored 40 points about the first 10 minutes, I think, finished up yeah. with 64 handy score for him. DCE looks like a keeper in the halves. Um, they're probably the main ones. Yeah, I think so. I think Jake Turbo had a bit of a quiet game by his standards, went off for a bit um, towards the end. But yeah, to power 64, DCE 60. Tommy Turbo was in everything. Um, it was almost the point where you'd want more than 70 points based on how dominant Trubovich was in that game. Um, but it felt like a 90 to 100 point game, didn't it? Absolutely. But um, I think he had one tackle break for the game, which is... That was remarkable. Less, I was checking his stats and I, I would... You'd watch that game, you think he would have had eight or ten busts. He just had the ones. Yeah. Must have scored two tries and broke one tackle. He was going over untouched. Yeah, yeah, I think he was. Um, yeah, obviously one of those. Yes, about time. But, um, yeah, obviously another great buy option this week for uh, forming a fullback. 
Absolutely. The uh, the late Saturday game, the Cowboys and the Sharks up there at Queensland Country Bank Stadium in Townsville. Cowboys pretty mm. impressive. I know it was only, quote-unquote, the, uh, the Titans. <laughs> that unimpressed sigh makes me think that you might be uh, one of the many disappointed Tamalolo owners. You've, you've managed to miss one here. Tamalolo yeah. is not in your team, is that right? He's not, no. Um, I brought him in last week. Uh, he did pretty well, 68. I think, uh, and unbeknownst to everyone until today, he picked up a, a knee injury, I think, a bone bruising on the knee. So um, that's the word at the moment. He's out this week. Hopefully he's back around five. Um, but yeah, big loss to uh, a lot of us, um, obviously as a hold, but yeah, um, yeah, a lot of money sitting in the, in the bench for a week. Um, otherwise... Um, Val Holmes had another pretty good score, 48. Scott Drinkwater still making money. Cohen Hess had a good score, 50-odd. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Tom is the big news here. Reese Robson, a couple of tries off the bench. He might be handy yeah. if he ever gets an 80-minute uh, gig. Absolutely. Um, they take on the Sharks, who have a few uh, changes, a few injury dramas. Chad Townsend, who um, just never misses a game through injury. I think he's played couple of years, four or five years since uh, he last didn't play in a game, uh, is out with a hammy tweak, which means uh, Matt Moylan starts in the halves and Will Kennedy is safe for another week. Not that he scored um, massively last week, but he's making some steady cash, as is Toby Rudolph, as is Blake Braley. Certainly steady rather than spectacular cash, but he, he is making it. Um, they're probably the main ones. Yeah, they're all doing pretty well. Um... Uh, Billy Magulius was the hot tip at the start of the year. A lot of people have him in their teams, and he uh, was wasn't named in the eighteen in the seventeen last week and was a late inclusion. And it's the same as Mickey in the eighteen. I don't know if they just jersey eighteen fits him best, so he just gets named in eighteen every week. Awesome. <laughs> but yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if he's a late inclusion. But he didn't play many minutes last week, and he's uh, one to move on. I think if you've got him. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I'll be selling Jack Williams this week as well. Oh, I would have sold him. Would have sold him last week if I'd had five trades, but I only had four. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably about it for the Sharks. The uh, Sunday footy kicks off at Campbelltown Stadium with the Raiders and the Knights. Raiders super impressive against the Storm. Um, Bailey Simonson returns. Um, Jordan Rapp into the bench and Oldfield out of the seventeen. Otherwise, no changes. Um, fantasy wise, probably should talk about George Williams. I uh, I can't believe how good he's going. Mm. Yeah, he's been fantastic. Um, ten out of ten from everybody last week for his uh, massive performance against the Storm. Um, setting up plenty of tries. They had a few good scores. Nick Kotrick, I think, is averaging in the fifties. Um, a huge improvement on last year. I think he was a high twenty scorer last year, which is a bit unusual for him. He's a real tackle breaker. So. Um, can get amongst the scores on his on his day. Um, the others, Corey Horsburgh's in a lot of teams, got 42, which is a little less than he's been scoring, but still, still very good. Still make, making uh, big price rises. Um, anything else? Guller's made a lot of money. Yeah, he had that big attacking game. Was it round one where he scored the try and yeah. a big score? So yeah, he's um, uh, just under 40 minutes. Um, I think what we saw in that game is probably fairly indicative of especially in terms of minutes, what we're going to expect going forward. So um, cut and run, I think, if you're a Gula owner, um, 
Scores are actually pretty bad across the board for Canberra, as good as they were in the actual game against Melbourne. I think Papali and Williams, the only two that even scored over 50, and they're only sort of, I think Williams 56, Papali 58. So nothing massive fantasy-wise, but that's a bit of a trend with teams that come up against Melbourne, even if you beat Melbourne, apparently. Yeah. Maybe it's an interesting trend to look at for captains, I guess, going forward. Could be, could be. They take on the Newcastle Knights, the other team involved in that 90-minute draw with some uh, monster scores last week. They've got a few changes, um, some fantasy-relevant changes. Um, Callum Ponga back from suspension. Um, Andrew McCulloch, who was a, a fairly late signing, um, will play his first game. It means Tex Hoy, who was very impressive, drops to the bench. Um, Chris Randall, who made what, 71 tackles off the bench on NRL debut, is out of the 17. Um, so despite having a monstrous negative break even, he's a no-go zone this week. Um, probably was anyway. Um, a few other big scores there. Bradman Best we have to talk about. Um, awkward price now. Won't score two tries every week, but um, looks pretty impressive and available at centre where there's not many great options. Yeah, it would have been great if we knew he was playing a week ago. Well, or yes. if he played round one. Um, but yeah, 372k now. He's kind of just about priced out of the, the cash cow, you know, price bracket. You, you kind of want guys sub 300, not almost 400. So he's kind of an awkward price. Um, it's funny, all these new guys that, that came in had massive scores. You think this is going to be great for fantasy now. I don't know if any of them are, are great buys. Best is expensive. Um, Hoy's uh, bench, Randall's out. Hoy's on the bench. Yeah, Randall. I mean, Randall was never really going to be a guy. They've just bought a new hooker and they've got um, Connor yeah. Watson to come back. But um, Yeah, so... I don't know. I don't think I'll be getting best now, unfortunately. Um, Tex Hoy, if he ended up getting a spot at 5'8 and bumped Kurt Mann to the bench or something, then he'd be a steal. But at this stage, he's got to be a bench utility and who knows how many minutes he's going to get. So mm. I don't know if I can go for any of them this week. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think, I mean, a lot of us are in the market for a centre um, between, you know, Watkins leaving and then, you know, Staggs last week, a poor score and then suspended and, you know, Shibasaki's now out of the team. So you got to bring someone in and um, I think Stephen Crichton from the Panthers, probably best at the Knights and Capewell from the Panthers, if you can afford him, are probably the three most likely options um, yeah. spoken about as buyers. Certainly short-term best is going to make a lot of money. Um, 65 points is going to give his price a big boost for the next few weeks at least, but just don't know where he's going to peak and whether someone else like Crichton is going to make more money in the in the long run. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Kurt Mann doing remarkably well, made yeah. 130K, I think. He scored 70 with uh, plenty of kick meters, quite a few tackles, a couple of try assists, which I don't know if I usually associate with Kurt yeah. in the halves. I've, but... I've, had, I've had Mann since the start. His record at 5'8 was quite good fantasy-wise. Um, before this year, but uh, had a couple of decent scores, and then yeah, Mitch Pierce going off, and no, and then Watson going off. Man, man had to do all the playmaking for most of the game until Hoy took some kicking at the end. So yeah, what's the score there for Man? Yeah, not Chelsea a buy, but I'm doing well for his uh, for his owners. Yep. Um, the late Sunday game, the Titans up against the Tigers. Titans were very poor against the Cowboys, and um, the changes have been rung. Um, mm. There's many of them. Uh, Nathan, Pitts, <laughs> Nathan Peets dropped, Jared Wallace dropped, Jay Whitbread dropped, Jonas Pearson dropped. Um, 
yeah, Cardi gets a reprieve on the bench. Tyron Roberts comes back from an ankle injury at fullback. Um, moving Sammy to the wing. I uh, could go on, but what are the give us the uh, the cliff notes from a fantasy perspective? I mean, even the team that they've named, I would not be surprised if they changed that a fair bit on game day again. That bench is pretty light on for, for bigs as well, so I think they'll re- reshuffle things. Um, the big news for fantasy, I guess, is um, Foto Waker, 75 points in the front row. Uh, Monster game, I think he played 55 minutes-ish. Um, really good player, really promising for the Titans. Um, I know last year he had a run of maybe a month of scores that were really good that I I almost bought him in then and then didn't, and uh, his scores went back down to... 30s and 40s so I'm not sure if it's going to last necessarily but a lot of people looking at him this week um, not that many great front rowers in fantasy this year fantasy wise so he could be a good value one um, Jamal Fogarty the other thing he was came in half back or in the halves um, was base price got 25 points which is obviously not great but it's not terrible if he could start getting regular 30s and stick around he'll make some money I'd prefer to see him, um, you know, get a few big scores before bring him in. Interesting point you make about the bench. Let's um, assume for a second they do actually go in with the interchange 14 through 17 as it's listed. They've got Tanner Boyd, who's a half, Bryce Cartwright, who's an edge forward who, you know, without wanting to be uncharitable, is not renowned for uh, making a lot of tackles. Uh, young Tanner Mapia, who's a winger on his way back from, a, I think, was back fresh from a Mormon mission or was he in the yep. Super League? One mission, um, and then Jamin Jolliffe, who is a prop but uh, has mostly been playing cup, um, hasn't really tasted much NRLs. There's, there's pretty much no middle forward NRL experience on the bench at all. So Mo Fodawaka, who's um, 75, did include a line break, but um, plenty of base as well, more than more than 50 in base, um, could be handy. Could be. I mean, I'd be pretty surprised if that's the bench that that runs out on game day. Surely they change that. But who knows? Think so. Fans have done some weird things. It's true. Um, they take on West Tigers, who, other than uh, a bit of a slump late in the first half, were pretty convincing against the Sharks uh, last week. Uh, no changes from that game. Um, fantasy talking points for this one? Uh, Harry Grant lived up to expectations. And then some got a try, which was a bonus. 63 points in about 55 minutes. Fantastic. Wasn't even that disappointed when he went off because it meant Billy Walters came on and got 20-odd points and gave himself another uh, price boost. Um, Alex Twile's going great as well, three scores in the 60s. Um, those three, I think, are all the the buys for the year. Walters is probably just about a sell. I don't know how much more money he's got to make, but he's been great so far. Luciano Lelu is the other one. Um, kids hitting about 50 points a game, which is great for his Jeez. price. Been pretty useful, uh, Luciano Leilua. Um, Twelve playing eighty minutes at uh, at lock is is nice for him who, who jumped on him nice and early as well. Uh, last game of the round, the Bulldogs up against the Dragons. The um, you know the battle of the under fire coaches. Mm. Uh, Dogs have just got Kieran Foran back from his shoulder injury, uh, replacing Jack Cogger. That's their only change. Um, they were pretty disappointing against the Seagulls last week. What do you got fantasy wise? Uh, nothing. Can I say nothing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> um, like honesty on this show. Yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to go near any Bulldogs players. Unfortunately, no. I mean, 
looking at their scores, Tolman got plenty, pretty much all in tackles, but I think we're past owning yeah. Tolman in fantasy at this point. <laughs> um, yep, no, there's nothing there I want in my team. We'll talk yeah. about the Dragons, who um, they do have some changes. Um, Adam Clune, the, um, the Canterbury Cup halfback, I think he was the player of the year in Canterbury Cup uh, last year, makes his NRL debut uh, in the seven jersey hunt changes to the sixth jersey. Norman goes to fullback, Dufty out of the team. Um, Isaac Luke returns on the bench, which could have implications for McInnes. Um, Corbin Sims appears to have been dropped as well. Uh, Josh Kerr starts. He's been really strong all through the preseason. Um, Trent Marin is back um, after being a surprise omission last week. And Tyrell Formayono, who uh, a few people are eyeing off as a useful cash cow, be making some handy money available at centre. Unfortunately, he's been dropped also. Lots of changes. What do you make of it? Lots of changes, yeah. So Clunes, the interesting one um, at half. I had a quick look at his numbers from uh, Canterbury Cup uh, before this, and his scores were around 30 points a game, even last year. Um, so when we look last week at uh, Jamal Fogarty in Queensland Cup, who had been scoring in the 50s, and then he gets a 25 first up for the Titans. So no guarantees Clune gets um, any monster scores. He doesn't get a lot of kick metres in even on, at that level. So I'm expecting Hunt to do most of the kicking, I guess, as usual for the Dragons. So um, maybe wait and see how he goes this week. But he's very cheap, which is uh, a plus. Um, Cameron McInnes had a monster score, 90 points, 75 tackles. I think he'll go well, regardless of whether Luke's in that 17, but we'll see how they uh, how they play that. And, and the centres are still going well. Lomax, another 40. He's played fullback, winger and centre in three rounds and got 40s in all three games, or about 40 in all three games. With the Army, 30-odd, which is fine. Um, so, yeah, hold those guys. I wouldn't necessarily buy anyone new in this team, but... Wait and see how they go this week. A lot of interest around Tyson Frizzell, who's always been, he's the sort of guy who you'd grab third or fourth round in draft if you needed a back rower, but not really a yeah. buy in fantasy. Um, has just appeared to be super consistent this year, even though he's, um, you know, set to lead the club, um, getting plenty of, of minutes and responsibility, averaging 59, I think, after mm. three rounds. Yeah, and for that reason, as you mentioned, I haven't really considered him this year. He's never really been a, a fantasy, uh, you know, force, and he's not super cheap either because he's always been consistently what forty-five points a game. Yeah, I guess he's made a uh, hundred grand. Yeah, three grand he's gone up. Great if you've got him. Um, I don't see any obvious reason why his scores would have gone through the roof this year. Um, Pretty much all there's still, as well. Yeah, there's still speculation about whether. You know, the Knights are going to try to get him at some point mid-season if the Dragons release him. I'm not really sure if that's going to happen, but a lot of question marks over the Dragons at the moment. So, yeah, one to watch. Maybe a left-field option. I prefer a few other guys like Paul or Isaiah or something in the forwards at the moment, but, yeah, certainly not the worst, not the worst shot. Fair enough. Um, that's all the teams. Let's get stuck into some questions. Let me pull up the old Twitter browser here. Um, Generic one to start with from Joseph Morgan. Any fantasy cheapies worth bringing in this week? <laughs> um, I wish they were cheaper for the most part. Stephen Crichton, yeah. I think, is probably the best of them. He's about 315k, 313 or something. Um, has a good score behind him. Scored well with the few minutes he had in the first couple of rounds and then got 46 last week. Uh, he's probably the best of them, I think. I mean, Clune's very cheap, but no idea what he's going to score. 
Uh, you get any others? Uh, I mean, yeah, Clune's one to watch, and like you said, Crichton, you know, other guys like Best are getting out of cheapy territory anyway, so yeah, um, yeah not a heap on offer. Tiffany Tenney says, what's the rule with a six again call? Is it a penalty or an error against a player? Look, I checked it out and it appears the answer is no. Um, they are being recorded. They're not live in our match centres yet, but they're also not a category in fantasy. So um, players who would have been picking up penalties for these infringements appear to be, in a fantasy sense, at least getting away um, with fewer demerits, which is useful if you have any of those players who are um, used to misbehaving around the ruck. Um, Jewel says, do you think Cape will play 80 minutes this week and beyond? My guess is yes, um, but or close to it. I think, I feel like he may have gone off and come back on or something in that Penrith game. Um, but uh, yeah, I think they've signed him to be an edge forward. They usually play 80 or close to it. So I'm fairly confident he'll keep that spot. How about you? Yeah, I think so. Liam Martin back in the team could have implications, but it's Capewell's spot to lose uh, as far as we can tell. Just, you know, we owned him last year. I remember a few games with monster missed tackle counts, so watch out for that one. Uh, Dylan says, is Elias a Katoa still a buy or have I missed the boat? Uh, same for Bradman Best. I reckon Katoa, like we touched on earlier, probably is and Best probably isn't. Probably, uh, say it again, sorry, Katoa probably is a buy and Best isn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think Kato is possible keeper and best. Yeah, if he's not a keeper at this point, he's probably too expensive to be a, a cash cow. So I'm not going to write him off, but he's, yep. a, he's a young centre for a mid-range team. Yep. Tom Chodor says, what on earth am I supposed to do? My centres are stags and on your advice, Shibasaki. <laughs> well... Tom, uh, the good news for you is I followed my own advice, so we're in the same hole together regarding Shibasaki. Um, yeah, I, I guess trade one of them to Stephen Crichton and the other one to Capewell, if you can afford to do that in two trades. Yeah, yeah I think they're the best two centres to buy this week. I think so. If you can't afford it in two trades, then use another one because you've got four. Yes, that's true. Uh, Chris Maticic um, is Bradman best I must have no he's not um, points out that uh, Bradman faces the Raiders in the storm in the next fortnight uh, good mm-hmm. point we're not going to get huge attacking stats against those teams you would think yeah. um, he currently has Capewell Lomax and Williami in that case Chris I would sit on those trades um, and leave your centres as is Ryan Burgess looking at um, Jack Williams to Elias Katoa Williami to best and Liam Knight to Capewell uh, thoughts on those ones? I don't mind it. Best, obviously, not a must-have, but otherwise decent. Yeah, they look pretty well. The Willie Army to best, I wouldn't do personally, but um, but not yeah. the worst. Best will probably make more money and get more points, so plus. And the other two look good. Excessive artist, what do you think about Aaron Clark at the Titans? Could be handy if he holds a spot. Yeah, big if. Big if. I want to know what they're going to line up like next week before I lock in any Titans players at this point. Check the late part before you buy him. Yeah, but certainly one to watch. Um, Harrison, thinking of going Blake Braley to Jake Friend and Stags to Capewell. A uh, bit worried about Jake Friend. Um, injury history plus um, Verrill's on the bench. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be buying Friend. Um, there's cheaper guys. I don't know if Coruscant's still cheaper, but it's him. And then you want, if you want to get someone new, I'd be going for the top line. Cameron Smith, Cameron McGuinness, Damien Cook types. Plus you should, should have Harry Grant if you don't already as well. Of course, um, yeah. 
Nick McCarthy is upgrading Liam Knight, looking at Isaiah Yo and Alex Twile. Probably no bad options there. Yeah, good options. Um, I think I'd have Yo just ahead, but mm. both have been great. This year. Not current evidence. Yep. That's all the questions, and it's probably about the end of our um, allotted podcast time. So thanks again for joining us. We'll be making two or three or four trades again <laughs> this round. So um, I assume everyone else will, will as well. We've got the fantasy video as per usual on Wednesday. Um, obviously, all your late mail and breaking news on NRL.com. And we'll see you back here the same time next week. 